on tonight on tonight we want to talk about and continue uh, the danger of losing Jesus the danger of losing Jesus and certainly uh, that thought came from Luke the second chapter beginning in verse 40 through 49 it was Mary and Joseph the mother and the father of Uh, Jesus supposing him to be in the crowd and went a whole day's journey. My God, supposing him to be in the crowd. Amen. And went a whole day journey before they realized he was not with them. The question I was asking How many of us are living tonight presumptuous lives? We're going on about doing this and we're going on about doing that. And we but we're assuming we're supposing him to be with us when actually we have walked off and left him. Come on, somebody. My God. In other words, walking in Babylon. What you're talking about, uh, Pastor? My God, now let's remember the definition of Babylon. Anything that you attempt to do, anything you attempt to construct, to build, amen, to tend to, to oversee, uh, to conduct, to direct, and you leave out God, it's Babylon. My God. So if you're living your life without God, supposing him, come on somebody, To be in the crowd, you're walking in Babylon. If God is not with you, you're walking in Babylon. My God. Abraham, where are you going? I'm going to a city whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Abraham was walking in divine order. Amen. That's how I want to walk. Amen. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because what? God is with me. So David was walking in divine order with God. Come on, somebody. My God, I don't want to be uh, uh, like uh, the scripture reference that we have read here. Uh, Mary and Joseph supposing him to be with me and he's not. Why? Because I can lose my life. My God, each and every one of us, our very life is at stake. Amen. He said, I have you in the palm of my hand and no man can pluck you out. Uh, But that does not prevent us from walking right out of the blood covering, the blood protection of God. Come on, somebody. My God, so the danger of losing Jesus, amen? We talked about Simeon that was in the temple and the Holy Ghost had um, let him know uh, that thing that you've been praying for. It's been 400 years since they had heard and they had had it prophesied, the consolation of Israel, the Messiah, he would come. Who is he? He's the savior of the world. What did David say? Behold the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the earth. Come on, somebody. My God. Simeon 
was looking for us, looking for him. Amen. And the Holy Ghost came and let him know you better get to the temple. Come on, somebody. He came by divine order back to the temple at the very time that Mother Mary and Joseph, the mother and father, was bringing him uh, to the temple to be dedicated. Come on, somebody. My God. And I want you to know that he is our consolation today. Come on, somebody. My God. When we think about that consolation of Israel, the relief from evil and grief or sin, my God, of Israel or God's people anywhere that can only come through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. He is the perpetuation, the ever atoning sacrifice for our sins. Come on, somebody. My God, he is our consolation today. Where would we be if it had not been for the Lord? Come on, somebody. That was on our side. My God, if he didn't step forward. Come on, somebody. You all remember uh, John uh, 5 and 17. My father worketh hitherto and I work. My God, God is creator. Uh, hung the earth upon nothing. He hung the stars in place. He called out the light from the darkness and the dry land from the, uh, the wetland, the seas. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, but then he needed a body that could shed blood. Come on, somebody. My God, my father worketh hitherto. He had gone as far as he could go. That sounds kind of strange when we're talking about God, our creator. Yes, he had gone as far as he could go. But after that, he needed a body. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, God is not a man. He became a man to redeem mankind back to himself. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no redemption or remission of sin. Come on, somebody. My God, and I thank God for Jesus. My father worketh hitherto, and I work. I thank God for the work at Calvary's cross that was done. Come on, somebody, for you and I. Amen. And he is still our consolation. Today we had Anna that was in the temple Come on, somebody. The Bible said that she had worked in the temple. She also was a witness. Amen. She was a witness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Simeon held uh, the baby Jesus, which was God, and blessed God, standing on God, being strengthened by God, kept alive by God, breathing God's air. Come on, somebody. My God, can't nobody do that but Jesus what an awesome God he is. Come on, somebody. And each and every one of us, I want you to know, uh, we ought to be waiting. Amen. We ought to be watching. Amen. And we talked about the difference between waiting and watching. When you're waiting for something, you can fall asleep. But when we're watching, come on, somebody, uh, that makes me proactive. My God, if I don't see you at this door, I'm going to anticipate you coming to that door. And if I don't hear from you, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to call him, text him, and make sure that, you know, we we're on the same page. Because I thought for sure he told me he was going to be here at a certain time. But when that time come and leave, 
uh, I'm going to get curious now. I don't want us to be as ships passing in the night. Now, see, there's some people that's waiting. My God. And when they're waiting, you can fall asleep. And next thing you wake up, everything that you thought was going to happen and everything that you had planned, time has passed on by. Come on, somebody. But when you're watching, come on, somebody. Time, when it passes, it makes you uncomfortable. It makes you curious. It makes you anxious saying, well, you know, I can't miss this thing. Come on, somebody. After all, I want to get it done tonight. Come on, somebody. Amen. And certainly we want to be as those that have their lamps trimmed and burning bright. Amen. Galatians 5 and says it. 5 and 7 says you did run well. Who has hindered you that you should not obey the truth? Amen. Every one of us ought to be on a soul searching mission. What's hindering me? Almost somebody, the Ethiopian eunuch said, here's water. What hindereth me to being baptized? Come on, somebody. My God, somebody said, I believe I'll serve the Lord while I have a chance because I'm not going to have this chance anymore. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that have sent me while it is day. What's the problem? The nighttime is coming. And when the nighttime come, time for work will be no more. What's hindering you? Come on, somebody. You did run well. Amen. Each and every one of us, we must run our ways with patience, laying aside every weight and sin that does so easily disqualify us from this race. Come on, somebody. My God. And uh, I'm hoping that every one of us will be conscious of our performance. You know, some of us are 60-fold. And, uh, some of us are, 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 are um, 90-fold. And some of us are 100-fold. Come on, somebody. Are you bringing in your fold? Are you doing your part? Come on, somebody. And don't uh, start looking at somebody else and comparing what you do. Amen. You do what God has given you to do, what he's laid upon your heart, what he has anointed and gifted you to do. Come on, somebody. My God, many times we say, well, I don't know uh, what I'm called to or who I'm called to. You can do even a soul searching uh, mission there. You know, whose problems um, keep you up at night? Whose enemy? Are you willing to confront? My God, you can find out that there's areas of ministry, my God, that God has placed upon your spirit, uh, placed upon your heart, my God, where you could be used to to the glory and the honor of God. Amen. And certainly every one of us, Paul said, I'll let nothing separate me. From the love of my God. Who is the who? Or what is the who that's hindering you? Come on, somebody. From being all that you can be in Christ Jesus. My God. I certainly thank God we found in John, the second chapter, in that first verse. Amen. Jesus, when he uh, wrought his first miracle at Cana of Galilee. Amen. Uh, when they had run out of wine at the wedding feast. 
This was his first miracle uh, when Mary, the mother of Jesus, found out uh, they had no wine. And this was quite an embarrassment uh, for whoever was throwing the gala and the parents of the uh, wedding feast. The governor was there. My God. And she came to Jesus. Now, isn't it good to know? Um, you know, I remember when um, my father was testifying that he had a car and the, the, the windshield wipers wouldn't work and uh, all of the things that he had to go through and what an inconvenience it was to uh, try and get it fixed. And, you know, and uh, the Lord impressed upon his heart. You haven't asked me. And he said, Lord, you ain't got time to be dealing with no windshield wipers. You know, I, I'll have to reserve you for bigger things. I got bigger fish to fry. Lord said, you haven't asked me. And my father reached up and turned on the windshield wipers of the car and they started working. My God, isn't it good to know that no matter if it's something big or if it's something small or maybe it's big in your mind, but it can be small to somebody else. God is concerned about each and every one of us. We are the apple of his eye. I don't care if it's a big thing or a small things. Mother uh, Tyree used to sing that song in the choir. I put it all in his hands. Come on, somebody. This, 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 and that. I put it all in his hands. My God. Isn't it nice to know? Isn't it nice to know those things that keep you up at night? You don't have to be something uh, big and, and something, you know, some big monster or it just something, you know how the people can say something in the back of my mind won't let me be at ease, won't let me be at rest, won't let me be at peace. Isn't it good to know that you can put it all in his hands? My God. And um, Jesus told Mary, his mother, uh, woman, what have I had to do with you? This is my time is not yet. I got bigger. I got to raise Lazarus from the dead and I got to go to the cross and all of these miracles. I got to feed the 5,000 with the two fish and, and the five loaves. My time is not yet. Come on, somebody. But Mary knew no matter what it is, take it to him. I don't care how bleak, how dark, how dire, how desperate you become, take it to Jesus. Told the disciples, take these water pots, my God, and whatever he say, do it. Remember somebody, uh, I don't care how bad things get, saints of God, whatever he says, do it. Amen, my God. And the governor of the feast said, you know, normally people put the good wine out first. And after people are drunk, they start selling, putting the cheap stuff out. Come on, somebody. My God. He said, not in this case. You all save the best for last. My God. Anybody believe that for your life? God is saving the best for last. Come on, somebody. Blessings delayed are not blessings denied. Can anybody speak that over your life right now? My God, I dare you. And whatever he tell you to do, 
Just do it. Come on, somebody. And be not weary in well-doing. Come on, somebody. My God. All right, we went to Joshua, the first chapter. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But, it should, and, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to what? Oh, come on, somebody. That is written in the law, in the book, the word of God. Come on, somebody. And only then are we walking in divine order. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Joshua. If you're going to be successful, if you're going to meet and make your mark, come on somebody, my God, the calling that's upon your life, if it's going to come to fruition, you got to meditate therein in this word day and night that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then we're going to have good success. Don't you dare lose Jesus. Come on, somebody. Don't you start trying to do it your own way. Well, you know, I believe the Lord. And no, 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 no. That's that Cain and Abel. Come on, somebody. My God. Cain gave God. Uh, you know, uh, this is what I got and that's what I'm, but Abel took the best of the best and sacrificed it unto God. My God, Cain said, well, you know, I don't have no, I'm a tender of the uh, tiller of the ground. I don't have no sheep and I'm just going to give God what I got. Yeah, a lot of people live their lives spiritually that way. Come on, somebody. God does not have to accept just any old thing. Come on, somebody. God said, if thou dost well, I, you've done the wrong thing. Come on, somebody. My God. But I'm willing to forgive you if you repent. My God. Repentance is key. We have to follow God's law to the letter. Come on, somebody. My God. Meditating this thing day and night, only then will we be walking in divine order. Romans 10, uh, Paul said, Brother, my heart's desire for Israel is that they might be saved. Anybody want to be saved? Anybody want your family to be saved? Come on, somebody. Your loved ones to be saved? My God, <clears throat> they have a zeal of God, but it's not according to knowledge. Amen. For they're going about, you know, to establish their own righteousness, but have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Holiness, his word, his law is what he says it is, not what you want it to be or what you watered it down and, and made it to where he, and you know, I ain't got that. And I'm, you know, you, you're offering the sacrifice of Cain mm. and not the sacrifice of Abel. You got to give God what he wants, not what you want to give him. You got to give God what he wants, my God. And even then humble yourself.
my God, that he that he would will, will accept it and not reject it. Ah, hmm. He's God. That's who he is. Amen. Uh, we went to Luke ten when uh, Mary and Martha Jesus was teaching. Amen. And it was a a setting where the victuals were being served and. And uh, Martha got herself cumbered about a whole lot of plates and place settings and uh, napkins and flatware and dinnerware. And she had nerve to complain to Jesus and said, Jesus, tell Mary. Uh -uh. Jesus said, listen, Martha, Martha, you're cumbered about too many things. Now, this world is not our home. When you get yourself all involved in this and involved in that, and in, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Come on, somebody. And that's it. said, Martha, Mary has chosen that good part. That thing that will not be taken away from her. When we started tonight, we sung that song, I'll take Jesus for mine. Come on, somebody. You can have fame, riches, untold, amen, but I'll take Jesus for mine, amen. Mary has chosen that good part. This world is not our home. Do not become so distracted that the main thing is not the main thing anymore. Come on, somebody. The danger, there's a danger of losing Jesus. And instead of following him, you're actually following yourself or you're following the voice of a stranger. That's what, it, you know, we can follow the voice of a stranger and guess what? We can follow our own voice too. Follow your own mind. You know, people say, well, I got a mind to, you better let that mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Well, I got a mind to do, and I got a mind to, you better mind your own business and get back to following Jesus. Come on, somebody. My God. You know, faith come by hearing. You know, we we can talk ourselves out of a blessing. You know, I sure got a mind to do, and I, you, you better shut your mouth before you talk yourself into doing something that there's going to be a great consequence for. In the heat of the moment, people lose their lives. Come on, somebody. My God. Individuals that are in prison, serving a life a sentence, sitting on death row because of in the heat of a moment decision. Come on, somebody. Your prayer ought to be, Lord, work in me both the will and to do of your good. Come on, not me. I can't follow my mind. Uh, it's not in a man to order his own steps. The steps of a good man are ordered of God. All right, we're taking quite a bit of time. So he said uh, in Luke 10 and 42, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. Have you chosen that one thing that's needed? I'll take Jesus for mine.
Oh, I'll take Jesus for mine. Oh, you may have this whole wide world. What would it profit a man to gain the whole world and then to lose his own soul? My God, I'll take Jesus. Have you lost him? Or have you chosen that good part that will not be taken away? Come on, somebody. All right, judges, the second chapter, verse 17. God turned against his people because of their disobedience. He said, and yet they would not hearken unto their judges. But they went a whoring after other gods, and they bowed themselves unto them, and they turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. My God, I had some time to um, sit down and talk with um Brother Tony Hollis tonight, amen, and we talked about growing up in the church. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were talking about how, you know, we had uh, Monday night, uh, we we praise and worship all Sunday. Uh, we had that Monday night off, and then Tuesday was choir rehearsal, and Wednesday was Bible class, and then Thursday was something else, you know, the sunshine or the band that was going around uh, um, uh, ministering. Uh, Friday night, we had saints meeting, and, and Saturday, you would come on uh, Saturday and clean the church and uh, musicians rehearsal, you know. My God, we stayed in church all week long. My God, and some of those Sunday nights, uh, you'd be like, well, you know what, just take me on uh, to school. <laughs> we done praised the Lord all, all night long. Come on, somebody, you you just hope you was to have my lunch and got my school clothes and take me on to school because by the time I get home and my head hit the pillow, it's time to get up for school. We stayed in church, but it was good for us. It was good for us. There are some individuals that are talking about um, school year-round for our children, and I, I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. My mother was one of those ones that, in the summertime, listen. You're going to get out of that bed and do something. I, you know, <laughs> you ain't going to be laying up in bed uh, all day during the day and then staying up late at night. No, we always followed a regiment. There was always something for us to do. You're going to get up and clean the garage. You're going to get up and rake the grass. You're going to get up and do something. We had summer jobs, summer programs, going to the community and uh, um, center and, and swimming and all kinds of activities. Amen. My God, you got to keep that mind going. Otherwise, it get lackadaisical. And you fall into a slump. 
and you become something else. My God. Look what he says here. Judges 2 and 17. God turned against his people for their disobedience. He says, and yet they would not hearken unto their judges. Amen. They wouldn't hearken. They wouldn't listen to the pastor. But they went a whoring after other gods. They bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. My God. COVID. Uh, not only uh, the cares of the world and, and, and so many things that happen in the world and personal tragedy and, and things happen that knock things off of us, but COVID has knocked uh, quite a bit off the church. Remember somebody? My God. And how quickly we go to whoring after other gods. That's, yeah. Whoring. This is a holy Bible. Amen. And that, well, it says on the front of your Bible, everything in it is holy. It's the Holy Bible. So if you find any words in it vulgar, uh, the, the vulgarity is not in the Bible. It's in you. They went whoring. That, that's just to be unfaithful. Amen. They were unfaithful. Saints nowadays, for the most part, are unfaithful. We have, uh, um, uh, the main thing is not the main thing anymore. We become master multitaskers, and many of us are not good at it. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something at the church, but I got to do something here and I got to do this. No, no, no. And we become masters of trying to fit everything, including church, around what you want to do. And it's not focused in around what God wants you to do. Oh, my God. Hmm. It's not about God anymore. But it's all about you. How quickly they went to whoring after other gods. The gods that could, lowercase gods, that cannot save you. Mm. These things that you're doing, uh, uh, Paul said they're lawful, uh, but they're not edifying. Ain't no law against it. Come on, somebody. But they don't edify. Mm. My God, and how quickly we find ourselves pattering ourselves after the world and want to be like them and less like him. Mm, the danger, the danger of losing Jesus. Come on, somebody. They bowed themselves unto them and they turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in. And what did the fathers do? They were obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. The church that we're living in today is totally different from yesterday's church. My God. 
But I know God is still on the throne. He's still in the saving business. My God, and he's going to do what he's got to do. Come on, somebody. My God, because he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell. Come on, somebody. Uh, the, uh, the works of the enemy, the tricks of the adversary. Come on, somebody. They are not going to prevail against the people of God. And many times we find when we do things, we say something, but we're really not about that. And, and, and ideally, most time, we rather conform than to be transformed. You know, conformed, it's, you know, well, you know, when people look at me, they don't see no difference in me. Some of us don't even want to pray over our food in, in public. Some of us don't want individuals to know that you're Christian or religious. Don't even want to say praise the Lord. Wouldn't dare break out and speaking in other tongues in a public place and say, Lord, have his way. You say, no, Lord, let's hold this until I get home in the secret of my closet. But somebody said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Come on, somebody. My God. So we would rather conform than to be transformed. And we become those that are whoring after other gods and bowing ourselves down to them looking for love in all the wrong places. You're looking for love. I don't know what I'm looking for. Yes, 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 yes. You're looking for some place to belong. God created us. He knows if we don't hold him in his proper perspective, my God, you're going to worship something. I listened to the testimony of a young lady that was worshiping her pimp. He's good to me. He loves me. He bought me this. He bought me that. My God. And to be in your right mind and listen to that testimony, it just turns your stomach. And you say, Lord, if it had not been for you, there go I. I know somebody. You could be out there worshiping your pimp. Worshiping your addiction. You know how people say, I, I, I'll die if I don't have it. I, and they will kill for it. But their addiction is actually killing them. They don't know it. They'll kill for the stuff that they pump in their arms. And the, and the very thing that they're pumping in their arms is killing them. My God, if it had not been for the Lord, my God, the danger of losing Jesus, losing focus, of our goal, our purpose, our calling, our anointing, our ministry. My God, upon our lives, there's a danger. My God, the enemy comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. Bible said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. My God. Judges, the second chapter, verses one through four, God shows Israel the error over their ways. 
Now listen, a God will let us know he's a merciful God. He's a good God. None of us. And this is one of the things that um, uh, really irked me early in my um, professional life. Um, you go into your boss's office and you you're being told about something that, you know, was never. Now, this is time for increase. You know, it's time for a raise and, you know. Well, you didn't do this and you didn't do that and you didn't do this. Well, wait a minute. Why didn't we have this conversation? You know, uh, and did you notice that in the first month of the new, you know, of this year, the second month of this year or the third month, you know, and, you know, all of this, you know, being measured by something you didn't even know was required. Now, if you don't have no money in the budget and you took it all and you got it all yourself, tell me. But don't be coming up with all this stuff where you didn't do this and you didn't. Listen, God will let you know. None of us is going to get there, <laughs> my God, and stand before God and he's going to break out something you never heard before. Oh, he's going to let you know. My God where we're not measuring up. Look at this, Judges, the second chapter, verses one through four. And an angel of the Lord came to Gilgal at Bochum and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt. I'm the one that brought you up out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, and have brought you up to the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant, my promise, with you, and ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land, ye shall throw down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? My God, it's simple, it's plain. I'll withhold no good thing from them that walk up right before me. Those are the words of the Lord. My God, I want you to be, want you to prosper and be in good health. Come on, somebody. My God. Let's start this over again. The angel of the Lord came up before Gilgal and Bochum and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt. If it had not been for me, you wouldn't be where you are right now. I have brought you unto land, which I swear unto your fathers. My word has been my bond. I've never uh, cut you short. I, I, I've never failed you. Come on, somebody. You've been able to depend upon me. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And you shall, what is, what is your part? And ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land, and you shall throw down their altars. Come on, somebody. Uh, and that was the beauty of the walls at Jerusalem. Heathen practices. Come on, somebody. Heathen ways. You know, my God. Uh, the stuff that we're exposed to today. We want to do just like we see the world do. We want to act and conduct ourselves, dress like they do. 
lewd and vulgar like they are. Speak any old kind of way. Come on, somebody. And you don't tell people you don't care. Well, you know, God cares. You are a representative of him. You've been bought with a price. This is the danger of losing Jesus because then your life don't represent him anymore. Come on, somebody. You're not presenting your body unto him a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service. When they got out to these places, come on, somebody. David said the same thing. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, man, these people are drinking this and and drinking that and and going here and going that and dancing up a, a storm and they, they're, you know, getting high, having sex. I'm on somebody. They uh, then now are influenced, being, instead of being influenced by God, they're influenced by the world. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. My God. He said, my foot was well nigh gone. When I take you to these places, I, I, want you, I don't want you to have no league with the inhabitants of the land. I'm blessing you with their land, but don't get there and start acting like them. All right? Uh, ye shall throw down their altars. Don't get their altars and start worshiping. Jesus told the woman, ye worship, ye know not what. We know the God in whom we worship. My God. What happened when Moses failed to come down off the mountain at a certain time? Aaron took the, uh, the rod and, 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 and carved an image, a golden image, and said, this is the God. Hmm. My God, we're something else. You tell it, just tell the truth about it. We're something else. After God had brought them out of Egypt and God had blessed them with the gold that they had on their hands and on the ears and they took off what God gave them and threw it into the fire and Aaron carved it into a golden image, a golden calf, and turned around and said, this, after, ooh, my God, <laughs> my God, I'm glad I'm not God. Mm. The fire would still be burning. Mm -hmm. Now, if we turned around and did that same thing to ourselves, oh, my God, we'd be so hot. I can't believe you did this. Come on, somebody. He said, I want you to tear down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Wherefore, or since this is a fact, I also said, I will not drive them out from before you. But they shall be as thorns in your sides, and their gods shall be as a snare unto you. And it came to pass when the angel of the Lord spake these words unto all the children of Israel, 
that the people lifted up their voice and wept. They cried, my God. They never did go in and possess everything. God had swore unto their fathers. As a matter of fact, uh, the issue over in the Middle East right now, it's about this same land. My God, the heathen practices are still being practiced there because they failed to drive them out. They wanted to be like them. Instead of tearing down their altars, they began to worship at the, the heathen altar. God never told them to do that. My God. And look at the conflict, the trouble that we're in right now. Right now. Because of disobedience. My God. And we still want to make league with the world. We still want to be like the world. Amen. We still want to scribe, subscribe to the world's ideology. Amen. Uh, they're, they're not based on any facts or anything. God said, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. What is the precept? Just some kind of religious rule or some kind of religious order. Well, you know. Uh, God is the God of all people, and, and um, we all worship the same God, and all churches are the same, and all religions are the same. No, no. Our God is a consuming fire. Hmm. Come on, somebody. My God. They began to, you all remember when Elijah told them, listen, well, you cry louder and cut yourselves. Uh, maybe your God is sleeping. Come on, somebody. He said, there's no God before me. There's no God coming after me. And beside me, there is no savior. You can go whoring after it if you want to. Come on, somebody. My God, you can sacrifice to it if you want to. It's not going to save you. Jose, go and get yourself a whorish woman. Mm, my God. Marry yourself a whorish. Who wants to be married to somebody that's unfaithful? But Jose, and as I say, this uh, illustration, this scripture wouldn't work if Jose didn't love Gomer. Jose loved Gomer. Come on, somebody. And when she was unfaithful to him, it cut him right to the core. And he said, Jose, that hurt that you feel, tell my people that's how I feel when they go whoring after other gods and, and bowing themselves to them. My God, the danger of losing Jesus is you begin to worship other things that cannot save you. You start to worship other things that cannot deliver you, have no power. My God. Mm. And 
we found out in 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 Revelation the, the the materials in the temple silver was redemption. Come on, somebody! It represents redemption. Jose had to go back and buy Goma. Come on, somebody! For silver, he redeemed. How many know Jesus is our redeemer today? Come on, somebody. When I would let go, when I would cut loose, come on, somebody. My God, he held me close. My God, so I wouldn't let go. My God. He had to go buy something that already belonged to him. When he paid the price on Calvary's cross, we already belonged to him. But he had to redeem us back to him only by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I'm on somebody. What, what could make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. My God, each and every one of us, we have to be careful. We don't lose Jesus. He's my necessary bread. My God, and I, I, I esteem him more. Come on, somebody. I'll take Jesus for mine. All right, here's that um, scripture we've already called Romans 10, 1 through 3. Brother, in my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, are going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Unless you submit yourself to righteousness is what God says it is, you're walking in Babylon. You are walking, dwelling in Babylon. Come on, somebody. My God. And zeal is not a substitute for obedience. I bear them record. They have a zeal of God, but it's not according to knowledge. Well, what does that look like? It looks like those individuals that had a zeal of God and said, you know, we... We've done this in your name and we've done miraculous works in your name and we've cast out devils in your name. And Jesus said, what? Huh? Our relationship was never based on knowledge. You had a zeal and you've done some good things. But except the man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Depart from me. I never knew you. My God. My God. Yes. You use my name. And there's power in that name of Jesus. My God. Even the devil know. Sometimes we don't know. And they use that name. But it wasn't according to knowledge. 
We got to do it God's way. He said, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you'll have no part with me. And they began to murmur and complain, said, this man is going to give us uh, of his flesh to eat and of his blood to drink. What was he saying? It's my way or the highway. It's my way and not your way. Come on, somebody. Like I say, when I say, how I say. Come on, somebody. Don't deviate from this thing to the left or to the right. In this word, thou shalt meditate both day and night to do all that is written. Come on, somebody. My God. Holiness is not what you want it to be. Righteousness is not what you, your mind is not even, it, it, as far as the heaven is from the earth, so is his ways and his thoughts. Come on, somebody. Righteousness is what God says it is. And my God, whoo, I'm striving, uh, trying, I don't even know that uh, my mind is capable of really understanding to the nth degree, holiness and righteousness. John said, if everything that could be written about Jesus was written, the world couldn't contain the book. I'm striving, trying to make a hundred. Ninety-nine and a half, it just won't do. Come on, somebody. My God. So what am I doing? I'm doing all that I know. And I'm banking on uh, mercy. Come on, somebody. My God, I'm banking on Jesus to make the difference. I believe he's going to have to have mercy on all of us. Nobody's just going to grab holiness by the hand and, and, and just you know, body slam holiness. Oh, yeah, I got this. I, I, you know, you know, you still tearing about loving your enemy. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of this stuff, we're saved. Uh, but some of this stuff we still tearing on. You ain't you ain't got you ain't got that yet. You better be just be real with yourself. And it, and if you if you know if you ain't careful, you're gonna fool yourself, and you get into this self righteousness. I mean, one of the the most dangerous things that we can think is that you're already saved. You know, somebody. You know, well, it didn't take much. To bring me out and, you know, uh, you know, somebody else was a low down, dirty dog. What could make us white as snow? Nothing but the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So I'm striving. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Come on, somebody. So now I'm not so critical mm. when I look at somebody else. Come on, somebody. You know, when you try to look down your nose, well, I ain't doing that. But what are you doing? Come on, somebody. I, I just don't believe none of us going to grab holiness and righteousness by the tail and just slam it. Oh, this is easy. No, God is working on us. We, we are working progress. Now, I'm not making any excuses for sinning. Come on, somebody. 
My God. But holiness, you know, and when we think about God, your mind can't even fathom. He's going to have to have mercy upon us all. Come on, somebody. So I'm running, I'm striving, trying to make a hundred because 99 and a half, it just won't do. Amen. Uh, I bear them record. They have a zeal of God, but it's not according to knowledge. Come on, somebody. And when we don't submit ourselves to the righteousness of God, you're just walking in Babylon. If you're following your own mind, you're walking in Babylon. Take heed that no man deceive you. Come on, somebody. There's a lot of deceived minds today. Supposing him to be in the crowd. Went a whole day's journey. If Mary and Joseph, the mother and father of Jesus, could do it, I believe it's possible for us. And that's why he said, my sheep hear my voice. Come on, somebody. I have to be in tune to the voice of God. Come on, somebody. My God. And I have to be just like Elijah. Say, uh, he wasn't in the, in the earthquake. And he wasn't in the whirlwind. And he wasn't in the fire. Come on, somebody. But there was a still, quiet voice. See, I, I, all this stuff that's making noise, I got to drown that out. The, the world ain't doing nothing but just making a bunch of noise. I, I got to drown that out and listen for the still, quiet voice of Jesus. I'm on somebody. My God. All right, Galatians 6, 8 and 9, Paul warns uh, of the reward when we do things our way. Now, we're going to be rewarded, whether it be good or bad. Everyone is going to receive a just reward for the things that were done in his own body. Amen. You're going to be responsible for what you do. All right, Galatians 6, verses 8 through 9. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap what? But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. This is not the place we get over here and we do it our way. Come on, somebody. And I want to um, uh, have a special talk with the saints. You know, um, uh, you know, the, the world kind of give you that pep talk. Oh, wow, you gonna take that? You gonna, you know? And sometimes, you know, we will even. Uh, 
um, convince ourselves, well, I ain't taking that. Listen, <laughs> you better take it and humble yourself and don't get tired of doing the right thing. Come on, somebody. Now, listen, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, you think um, somebody that's being held captive as a, uh, a sex slave or uh, addicted to uh, heroin, addicted to crack, drugs, whatever the, the thing is, you, you think that um, that pimp or whoever it is going to have you walking around talking about him? Oh, no. You're going to do what I tell you to do, and you're going to act like you like it. Come on, somebody. You better convince me that you like it. Otherwise, I'm going to beat you till you don't know yourself. What did God say? My yoke is easy, and my burdens are light. And, and then, if, if that's God, what do you expect the devil? He's the one that comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. My God. Don't get over here and tell God what you ain't going to do. Oh, no. <laughs> uh-uh. I done got my attitude straight long time. I ain't doing that. Now, listen, you know. I can turn the other cheek, but I ain't, you know. Don't get over here starting to tell God what you ain't, what you will, and what you won't do. <laughs> it's, Lord, wherever you lead me, I'm going to follow. I'm going to humble myself. Come on, somebody. Lord, please work in me both the will and to do of your good pleasure. Come on, somebody. My God. I got a, a scripture in here. If we don't keep God in his proper place and perspective, he'll turn you over into a reprobate mind. And you will worship. Come on, somebody. Right at the feet of Satan. Come on, somebody. And you know he's going to kill you. My God, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. There are ways that seemeth right unto a man, but all those ways lead to death and destruction. You hear it oftentimes, you know, people posting on Facebook, you know, I I'm tired of, you know, catering to other people. I'm, I'm going to do me. Come on, somebody. I don't need nobody but me. My God. We all need Jesus. Come on. Come on, somebody. My God. And if it had not been for him, we wouldn't be uh, even alive. You know you got to be alive to feel pain, right? <laughs> my God. So if the very fact that you feel pain, you ought to thank God. Pain-free people, worry-free people are in the grave. 
But God saw fit to keep you alive for such a time as this. And you ought to tell him thank you. You've given me another day to get it straight. Come on, somebody. My God. All right, so if I'm going to do with this flesh, you know, I'm just going to do me. I'm just concerned about me. You know, I'm going to have a vacation with me. I'm going to cater to me. Come on, somebody. My God. You are, if you're going to uh, sow to this flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. That's a common message nowadays. People get into a relationship and they get hurt. Then all of a sudden, you know, it's them against the world. My God. Instead of looking to Jesus. In this mess that people get into is because they disobeyed God from the very beginning. You wouldn't be in the mess that you're in. If you had been uh, letting God order your steps. Come on, somebody. All this uh, baby drama and, and drugs and all this and abuse and other things that's going on today. Only with thine eyes will thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. What? It's the reward of the wicked. People got nerd at, well, where was God? He's been here all day long. I've stretched forth my arms to a stiff-necked and gang-sane people. Come on, somebody. They hung him high and stretched him wide. He hung his head. And it was for me that he died. Come on, somebody. I've come that you might have life and not just any old life, abundant life. Why would he pull you out of the fire and then put you in the, in the, in the drug dealer's den? Put you in the crack house. Make you slave to gambling. Drug addiction. Come on, somebody. My God, why would he do that? I've come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Not just any old life, real life. He who the Son have set free is what? My God, we're free indeed. All right, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit, what? Reap life everlasting. I had fainted, but I believed to see. Habakkuk, write the vision and make it plain. And though it tarry, come on somebody. Anybody know blessings delayed or not blessings denied? Though it tarry, it shall speak and it will not lie. I know the thoughts that I'm thinking toward you and their thoughts of peace and not evil. Come on, somebody. My God. Mm. You are the apple of my eye. 
You are my heart's desire. Come on, somebody. I'm getting ready to put you up. But I'm the one that calls you to hunger, then turned around and fed you with manna from up on high. And your, your fathers didn't even know, neither did you know. But I'm taking you to a place that's flowing with milk and honey. And when you get there, I want you to have a testimony. I want you to know, my God, who it was that got you to the place. Ooh, my God. Mm. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Come on, somebody. David said, I had fainted. If God don't do it, I'm just going to die here waiting on it. And some of that stuff you need to die out anyway. Ooh, girl, I was going to die. I wanted to give her a piece of my mind. Yep, that's, that's exactly what we want to die. That little piece of mind that you hold on to. That little piece of mind you think you got. Come on, somebody. My God. And you better turn it over to Jesus. Or you'll fool around and lose that little mind. Next thing you know, you, you are in, um, invited to some psych ward. You're in the room with the pads on the wall. You know, trying to control your little mind. You better turn that over to Jesus. He said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Do you know you will kill yourself trying to enact punishment and pain on somebody else? My God, some people, you, you may not ever see them suffer. You may not ever see them come to an end, but you better turn it over to Jesus. Come on, somebody. My God. He said, if you offend the least of my little ones, my God, you're better off having a millstone tied about your neck and cast into the sea. You're better off. Can you imagine anything better than that? Worse than that? My God. Mm. Uh, and he said, and let us not be weary in well-doing. Don't get tired of doing the right thing. For in due season, my God, as I look at my clock, I don't see due season on that. Come on, somebody. Due season, uh, God is responsible for that. It's on his clock. You can't see it. You don't know it. You can't feel it. Come on, somebody. You can't even fathom it. My God, I believe the speaker was talking about in 24 hours on last Sunday. God can turn a thing around and, and many times it don't even take him that long. Come on, somebody. In due season, you shall reap. But what's the, what's the thing? You can't stop. You cannot stop. You cannot give in. Your faith has to outlast your adversary. Your faith has to outlast your pain. Ah, 
your faith has to outlast your lack. My God. Because when the cloud clears, the only thing standing is going to be Jesus. Mm. How many got a cloudy situation in your life right now? You got this going on and you got that tugging at you and you got this tugging at you. Come on, somebody. My God, but I thank God for Mary that stood there at the at the feet of Jesus. I got to hear a word. I get to get a word from God. Come on, somebody. My, my, Martha, you, you're cumbered about something that ain't going to don't mean a hill of beans. Mary has chosen that good part. And this is not going to be taken away from her. Come on, somebody. My God, somebody say peace is mine and joy is mine. My God, hallelujah, victory is mine. If I hold my peace and let the, oh my God, victory is mine. Come on, somebody. Due season, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes. In the morning. Amen. First Samuel. We're going to do three more scriptures here. Israelites, they had become presumptuous. And many of us, we become presumptuous and we do things because it pleases us. And we get to the point we don't even consider whether it pleases God. Come on, somebody. And they lost him. Look at this. 1 Samuel 4, 13 through 18. And when he came, lo, Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside watching. For his heart trembled for the ark of God. And when the man came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. And when Eli heard noise of the crying, he said, what meaneth the noise of this tumult? And the man came in hastily and told Eli. Now Eli was 98 years old and his eyes were dim and he could not see. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army. And I fled today out of the army. And he said, uh, what is there done, my son? And the messenger answered and said, Israel is fled before the Philistines. Oh, my God. And there hath been a great slaughter among the people. Oh, my God. And thy two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead. Oh, my God. But Eli, I haven't told you the worst of it. Wait a minute, son. You told me Israel has fled before the Philistines. Uh, there has been a great slaughter among the people. 
My two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead. What could be worse than that? And the ark of God is taken. My God, it don't get no worse than that. You all remember the Ark of the Covenant. That was the very presence, the very essence of God among the people. And it came to pass when he had made mention of the Ark of God that he fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate and his neck break and he died. For he was an old man and heavy, and he had judged Israel 40 years. My God. Israel was out being presumptuous, and they were fighting against their enemy, the Philistines. And things were not going well in the battle. You know what they said? I know what we're going to do. We're going to go get the Ark of the Covenant. Can you imagine going out to fight against your enemy and you don't even bother to take God out with you? Can you imagine, and many of us probably can, jumping up on the side of your bed and your feet hit the floor and you jump up, put your clothes on and uh, you know, you you anointed yourself, you put your clothes on and got yourself ready uh, for your day. You out and in the car, started up and down the street and you haven't even acknowledged the God. You're in a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. When you leave your house in the morning, there's no guarantee you're going to get back there. Hmm. I don't care where you're going. To the movies, to the work, to the grocery store, our children in schools, in court, in, in even in the police station itself, there's no guarantee you're going to survive that. My God, they were living a presumptuous lifestyle. They said, oh, let us go get the Ark of the Covenant. Now, God is an afterthought. They've gone so far to now he's just, well, you know, people, I only pray when I need something. No, I, that's not the kind of God that he is. He does not want to be an afterthought. My God. And when the Ark of the Covenant came in among Israel, they began to praise God. Come on, somebody. And what did it do? It caused the Philistines to fight even more vigorously. Come on, somebody. My God. Um, my father told me, you know, I was a little bit bigger uh, young man and stronger. He said, don't be jumping on nobody that's afraid of you. They'll get that adrenaline going and they'll beat you to death. They'll take your arm off, snatch your arm off and beat you to death with it. Don't jump on nobody that's afraid of you. Come on, somebody. They get that adrenaline going and they got supernatural strength. 
an individual that is drowning in a pool, you need to take that pole and stick it down there and let them grab that pole and, and, and hold on to the pole and drag them to safety. You jumping into a pool trying to save a drowning person who's got all kinds of adrenaline and strength going, they'll lock on to you and you won't be able to get them off you and you won't be able to get no stroke in yourself. That's just how powerful that adrenaline is. And when the Ark of the Covenant came in the midst of Israel and Israel became with that uproar, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. My God, those Philistines fought with vigor. And not only did Israel run, and there was a great slaughter, and Hophni and Phinehas lost their life, they lost the Ark of the Covenant. Eli fell back and broke his neck and died. My God. How can we survive without God? How is there any you without him? The danger of losing Jesus. How can we survive if God is not on our side fighting for us? Come on, somebody. My God. All of those other things we can recover from. Come on, somebody. My God, there was a loss of love. Well, we, we ran before our enemies. That happened before. Come on, somebody. We had a loss of life. That has happened before. Come on, somebody. My two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, yes, lost them. We can recover from all of that. But how can we recover? If we lose God, his very presence, his very essence from among the people, there's no way. Look at this. Let's drop down to verse 19 through 22. <clears throat> that wasn't all of the, uh, the problem. It affected the whole camp. And his daughter-in-law. Phineas' wife was with child, near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken, look at the notice the order: the ark of God was taken, that her father-in-law and her husband were dead. She bowed herself and travailed, for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel because of the ark of God was taken and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, the glory is departed from Israel for the ark of God is taken. Did you know without God, 
I'm on somebody. Um, you can't love uh, yourself. You can't, you, uh, this is just like a, a Babylonian marriage. A marriage that's not based on God is Babylon. You think that you're going to have a relationship and leave God out? I don't care how good morally, you know, there's some people that have some real good morals and, and live some good lives. But anything that you leave God out of, it's Babylon. It's going to die. Mm. And Phineas' wife was with child. And before she died herself, she gave birth to a child. And uh, the, the, the doula or the, or the handmaiden said, fear not, you, you just bore a child. I'm on somebody. And the scripture says she didn't even regard it. How can she love that child? You know, the Bible says God is love, right? Well, if God is gone, where is the love? She can't love that child. She can't even love her own life. Because God had left Israel. There's nothing left to live for. There's no reason to love. Everything is gone. How can we survive? How can we make it without God? My God, the danger of losing Jesus. There was a deacon was leaving the church late one night and this young uh, gangbanger uh, put the deacon on his knees and put the gun to his head and the deacon had given him all the money that he had and uh, the deacon was begging for his life before the young man uh, finally shot the deacon and killed him. He could not understand when they interrogated him and asked him, the man had given you everything you asked for, given you everything he had. Why did you kill him? The young man couldn't even understand why the deacon was even begging for his life. Remember somebody? My God. This was a godless young man. He didn't understand it. When you don't have God, it's impossible for you to love. Remember somebody? When God withdraws himself from something or anything, 
It's Babylon. It's dead. My God. These people that are the, the walking dead, we can call them. They don't understand you begging for your, their, your life. They don't even understand you wanting to live another day. We're facing a godless people, a godless society, a godless generation. People keep asking the question, you know, uh, why has everybody got to go to a gun? And why does everybody have, have to end and, and you know, uh, uh, face uh, their conflict with violence? Why is violence? We've taken God out of the schools. God is love. And without God, the love is gone. Why do we keep killing one another? My God, the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Come on, somebody. We've taken God. Come on, somebody. Out of government. Taking God out of the school. One nation under God. We, we don't want that. Come on, somebody. We've taken God out of the home and we've taken him out of the family. And nobody has a very few have a praying grandma anymore. Most grandmas are uh, crack, crack addicted or selling the crack themselves. What happens to a society when you take God out. We hear, have here in the scripture that a mother couldn't even regard her own child. Mm. My God, the mystery of iniquity doth already work. And only he that letteth will let. Come on, somebody, until he be taken out of the way. Oh, yeah, you'll find somebody to tell you, well, I love you and I, I'm concerned about you and I'm this and I'm that. But listen, any love that don't have God involved in it is Babylon. And when the rubber meets the road, you'll find out just how hollow and how empty it is. Last scripture and we're done. <clears throat> Romans, well, we're not done. We're going to quit anyway. Romans, the first chapter, we want verse 21 through 23. Paul talked about not glorifying him as God. Among somebody, this was the message to the Jews. He says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became as fools and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. My God. 
how can you take gold and, and carve it into a golden image and then turn around and say, this be the God that brought us out of Egypt when you are the creator of it? How can that be God if I created it? Come on, somebody. Let's read this again. Because that when they knew God, they saw him open up the Red Sea. Come on, somebody. They saw the plagues. They saw the light in Goshen and the darkness in Egypt. My God. They saw Pharaoh's stuff burn up, yet their stuff spared. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. See, you're not going to miss your water until your well runs dry. See, sometimes we can just take for granted the provision of God. Now, I'm not a big thinker. So uh, I just assume tomorrow when I wake up, the air is going to be on. Anybody ever thought that tomorrow when you... Wake up, there won't be no oxygen. When we get up tomorrow, that the, the sun won't shine. Come on, somebody. You won't be blessed with a measure of health and a measure of strength, and you'll have what little mind you got left. It'll be clicking, working half, half ways anyway. Till you get two cups of coffee, and then you got three-quarter brain. I take all that for granted, but uh, I do acknowledge God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. My God. When I lay my head down and when I wake up in the morning, I cannot imagine a life without God. Come on, somebody. But because we can become presumptuous. My God, the reason I'm not thinking about it too much or not worried about it, because he who holds tomorrow also holds my hand. I don't have to worry about it, but I don't want to be presumptuous. You, you, you see what I'm saying? My God, because he live, I can face tomorrow. Whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be able because we, we tell them oftentimes, you listen, don't, don't move my mountain, but give me what? Give me the strength. Because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. But let's go back to this. But that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They, they didn't hold him in proper place and perspective. Neither were they thankful. My God, how good is it that we will bless the Lord at all times? Come on, somebody. Let his praise be continually in your mouth. But became vain in their imaginations, and they were their foolish hearts were darkened, professing themselves to be wise, those Epicureans on Mars Hills, Hill. <laughs> Uh, itching ears, only wanted to hear something that was new. Now, don't tell us about that. We want to hear some philosophy. We want to hear something, you know, 
I know somebody. But the one that you don't know is the one you need to know. <clears throat> My God. Uh, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like to corruptible men. Come on, somebody. And to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. The height of stupidity is to create something and then turn around and say, that's a God. Come on, somebody. Didn't hold him in his proper place, didn't hold him in his proper perspective, did not worship him as God. Professing themselves to be wise, they became as fools. Come on, somebody. And they lost Jesus. Hmm. My God, how can I turn around and bow and worship to something that I created myself? If it's going to save me, it has to be something greater than me. My God, and Bible says greater is he that is in you. My God, than he that was made with hands. Come on, somebody. My God, our God is a consuming fire. Jesus, the last God standing. Come on, somebody. Elijah said, baptize this altar. Come on, somebody. Put it back together and put water on it. Baptize it. Come on, somebody. I don't want you to think that your God got it hot. And, and my God caught it on fire. I don't want him to get no credit. Baptize this altar. Water it down. Come on, somebody. And the consuming God that we know, and his name is Jesus, came down and burned up all of the wood and burned up all of the rock and lapped up all the water. Come on, somebody. My God, Jesus, the last God standing. The danger... If we lose him, we lose everything. Did you hear what I said? You can't love unless you have the love of God in you. You can't be no father. You can't be no mother. You can't be no husband. You can't be no provider. You can't even be a good employee unless God is dwelling on the inside of you. Come on, somebody. To lose him is to lose everything. Come on, somebody. My God, and that's why we have the situation we have now. If a wife or a husband uh, is slain, a homicide, uh, first, uh, you know, all these wives and these husbands, he went at that away. He went at that away. He went with they listen, we ain't going nowhere till we clear you. Most people that are killed are killed by their very own. Then we ain't running nowhere, checking out nobody until we clear you. Where were you? Come on, somebody. My God. 
people that are in these Babylonian relationships, they're killing one another. Anything without God brings about death. The danger of losing Jesus. All right. Uh, I talked to my son. We might be able to finish this Bible class with me in the mountains next week. We're going to see if we uh, have enough technology in the where we are that I can go live. If not, we will finish it uh, when I get back. The danger of losing Jesus. There may be someone here tonight. You haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. You haven't been filled with the precious gift of the Holy uh, Ghost by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You're living beneath your privilege if you have not experienced him dwelling and living on the inside of you. Are you here and you want to be saved? Give me a call, 734-477-6891. Amen. Call us. We will return your call. Share with you what thus saith the Lord. Show you in the scripture. Meet with you. Baptize you in the name of Jesus. Amen. For the remission of your sins. And a great big God, his name is Jesus, is standing, waiting to fill you with his spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues and write your name in the Lamb's book of life. If you're here and you haven't had that experience, call me. If you're under the sound of my voice, you haven't had that experience, call me. 734-477-6891. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer.